Welcome to 100 Stories of Hope. I'm your host, Anne Buckland, and we are in the Maybank holiday weekend on a very special challenge for the Captain Tom 100 Challenge. We're doing this to raise money for Mercy Ships, but we're going on a very special adventure, exploring what hope is to people and hearing amazing stories about where hope has been in people's lives. Um, I hope very much that your hope will rise as you hear this series as well. It's certainly, we're day two into the journey and it's certainly just making me think about life and people in a whole new way. Now, I am joined with Sue Monkton Rickett, the chair of the Association of Christian Counselors for our second chat. So hi, Sue. Hello. <laughs> nice to see you again. <laughs> um so thanks so much for joining me, Sue. We we talked last time about what hope meant to you. This time, what, what does hope look like to you? What does hope look like? Um, I think it looks like um, sometimes it can it can need to look like having actually very small steps. Um, in so very often we can feel hopeless or helpless because mm-hmm. what's in front of us looks so massive um, and it looks like I can never overcome that, I can never get through it. Um, so I think sometimes hope has to look like not trying to get through the whole of what's facing us, but just what's my next little step to get through tomorrow or to move from this this time, this place to that place. Um, and so I think... I think it's just having, being able to see that there is a next step sometimes and how can I make that next step and what does that next step look like? Um, And sometimes being able to look back as well and say, well, this is where I was last week, last month, last year, and this is where I am now, which says actually things can change. Um, So I think it has to be very practical sometimes and very... uh, and very small, but actually valuing the small change gives us hope for the next small change and that actually we can get to the big change or the or the big difference in life by taking those little steps. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's so often to think about hoping for the big things, but actually it's um, someone yesterday talked about hope is grit, just that keeping going, the decision to put the small step in front of the next one. Yeah. Um, so for to you what what story do you have that would would epitomize that okay so i'm gonna talk about just something that's happened since the pandemic really that acc association of christian counselors initiated and, and has been involved in so at the start of the pandemic um like most people we we felt helpless and hopeless really this is so big what yeah. what are we gonna do what can we do mm-hmm. and so I always think of sort of the, you know, the the story of the loaves and the fishes. Well, let's just look at what we've got. <laughs> and so we looked at what we've got and we looked at the fact that we had, uh, uh, you know, several, several hundred counsellors who were trained and equipped. Um, we looked at the fact that we had an organisation with a, an infrastructure. And so we, we, we decided that let's use that. We've got to do something. So we set up a counselling service for um uh, the bereaved and for NHS staff and for residential care home staff. Wow. Free counselling service up to 10 sessions. And we've, we kept that going like that until end of January. So initially we said, 
we can do it for six months and then we ended up doing it for nine months and we've kept it going now um, just for NHS staff. We're still doing that. And basically it offered free counselling for anyone in those groups. Um, and we had about 250 counsellors volunteer to offer their wow. time. Um, so it was kind of that sense of uh, what, what can we what have we got and what can we do and I think you know I mean I can just read a, a couple of you know little tributes from people that have given some feedback and um, I'd like to thank you for helping me through this tough time I was given really good help and really good advice but the biggest thing I learned from my counsellor was to believe in myself wow. um I feel that counselling has helped me through an extremely difficult time. It's helped me to look at my anxieties and equip me with strategies to cope with my work within the NHS. So just a couple of examples. But I think what it did, so it's given a lot of hope to the yeah. people in really dark times, whether through bereavement, whether because the pressure of what they were seeing at work was so great. But it also kind of gave us hope that we could actually make a difference, whether that's as an organisation or as counsellors. Um, and it kind of brought that sense of even when you read as referrals were coming in and you read these traumatic stories, often multiple bereavements or people just burning out in, in the NHS, you felt that there's something we can offer. And so to me, kind of that sense of hope is there's something we can offer, something that we can bring. And it's that, again, it's that sense of not being alone. There's someone that will listen to you, someone that will be there for you, that you can pour your heart out to. Um, and and it's not going to solve the problems. None of these problems can be solved, you know, in 10 sessions of counselling or whatever, mm -hmm. but actually can perhaps start to give you those little steps of how do I cope and how do I move on? So that's, yeah, just a story in the pandemic. There's still an ongoing story, but has, um, but we feel has made a massive difference to people's lives that have been able to access it. That's amazing. I mean, what you've done for people, I'm sure, has helped countless people just go through. We've We've had a year where so many people have faced phenomenally difficult situations, be that for the NHS staff in their work situations, they've witnessed things that on a scale that they probably yeah. never thought they were going to and for people who have had to face job losses or they've just those what ifs even if the furlough scheme has helped even if they've managed to hold on there's still the what they've been through yeah. 12 months of what if what could happen and I think that's it's a key point of hope isn't it it's that not being overwhelmed by the enormity of a situation before you but rather having a look at the the little ice pick bit that you can put in the next bit and the next yeah. bit and hold on yeah. and yeah. offer what you can. And it sounds like you've offered something of real value to people that's helped them, that's held on for them as they've gone through quite a hopeless situation. Yeah. Um, that, it's a, as you say, is that um, when circumstances feel overwhelming, uh, you can lose all sense of hope. This is just too big, too much for me. And so, just having someone alongside you that can say, okay, well, let's let's just look at how we get through this bit or what we can do, and 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 sometimes it's 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 teaching people just life strategies really that they're not just going to use in this circumstance, but they can use in other circumstances to to hopefully bring hope in those as well. That's brilliant. 
Well, thank you so much for joining me, Sue. It's been a real privilege to speak to you and a real pleasure to for you to join the, the second day of the, this challenge. Thank you so much. That's lovely. There's just a quote which I think is great from Eric Little, do you remember, the, the, the runner, the Christian runner. Yeah. And he said, um, circumstances may appear to wreck our lives and God's plans, but God is not helpless among the ruins. And I just think that is so important for people in hope that it may all seem ruined, but God is never helpless in those ruins. That's amazing. So that's my last thought on hope. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, you know, and I will share about this in a future episode, but you know from how you've journeyed with us that we've, you've seen us go through a business that even pre-COVID, after Brexit, the business was going through some struggling times. And actually, it's now flourishing. But you've walked with us at the point where we didn't have hope or the hope was very, it was very minuscule and we were clinging on. <laughs> Tenuously <laughs> holding on to the string, yeah. <laughs> um, to a point where actually that hope has been restored and and is going, but it, it's been through journeying with people like yourself and the people around us that has kept us going through and chipping away, which has been lovely. So thank you as well. Thank you. Thank you for interviewing me. No worries, thank you. <laughs>